tell somebody that's a loner. Now, when you get your own house and you pay your own bills, then you can do your stuff like you want to. But right now, it doesn't happen up in here. And, you know, I would go in their room, and, you know, I'd never say that if I found stuff that wasn't supposed to be there, I wasn't going to ever come back and tell them I found it. I'd just get it, tear it up, and be waiting on them to come and ask me because I know it's not going to happen. Number one, they already know that they're not supposed to have it in the house. Number two, they're too scared to come and ask me that I find it. Number three, they're praying I don't come to them and ask them why they got But we're giving the enemy too much play in our house. Yeah, he ruling the roost. You didn't even know it. Because you're trying to win the soul. If Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Young people of all ages, it's that time again. Make plans to attend the 2013 Destiny Youth and Young Adult Rally, Friday, August 9th at 7.30 p.m. and Saturday, August 10th at 10 o'clock a.m. at the Show Recreation Center on 1919 Eras Landry Road in Lafayette, Louisiana. This year's rally features awesome praise and worship, amazing youth talent, inspiring sessions, cool games, prizes, and giveaways, plus a fire-blazing concert by Christian rapper and evangelist, Minister! In partnership with Lafayette Parks and Recreation, this rally is free and open to children and teenagers of all ages. For more information, please call us at 1-888-727-8900 or visit us online at johnbartonministries.org. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Are you ready for the Word? I want to give you eight reasons why we need to embrace grace. If you're taking notes, I want you to really be attentive. Eight reasons why we need to embrace grace. Number one, according to Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9, we are saved by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Amplifier says it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment. Listen to this, people of God. Listen to this. When you are saved, that means you are delivered from judgment. There is a judgment that is coming to those who are not saved. And what qualifies you to not be saved? To not receive the free gift? 
to not receive Jesus Christ, to not acknowledge him as your Savior and Lord. But to those who have received this gift, notice we have been delivered from judgment. The Bible, remember the Bible talks about the wrath that is to come. Amen. It's not that God is mean and he's angry and he wants to just punish people. No, he told Adam the day that you eat of this forbidden fruit, you will die. It, it, in other words, the wages of sin is what? Adam got us into sin and he got us into death. He got us into spiritual uh, uh, or eternal separation from God. And Jesus came back to fix what Adam got us into. Jesus fulfilled the punishment. He took the punishment on his back, took the punishment in his face, took the punishment in his hands, took the punishment in his feet, and then took the punishment by going to hell for us. I taught this. And he restored us back to the Father. We escape. Here's the good news of being saved. We escape the judgment. Oh, touch somebody say, I escaped the judgment. And watch this. <clears throat> Still reading in Amplified. And we're made partakers of Christ's salvation. Now we get to partake in who Christ is and what he has done and what Christ did. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for me. <clears throat> when he was on the cross, he had me on his mind. When he was in that grave, he still had me on his mind. He was the only one that was dead and still thinking. He, come on, come on. He was still thinking. When he rose up, he rose up with me on his mind. And so if Christ was very passionate in dying for me, if Christ was very passionate in going into that grave for me, if Christ was very passionate in even going to hell for me and rising on the third day for me, shouldn't I be as passionate about serving him? Do I need Sister Georgia to always come and tell me, come on, lift your hands, come on, give God the glory? Do you need pastor to always try to prime you up, pump you up, and all, knowing all Jesus has done for you? Do you need me to remind you about Sunday morning service every week? Do I need to get on Facebook all the time and remind you about church? No, if he was passionate in dying for me, I should be passionate in living for him. We're partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith, just through believing. This salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving. I'm just striving to make it, Pastor. I'm just striving to make it in. Well, you see that in the scripture. I know Paul says, press toward the mark of the prize of a high calling in God in Christ Jesus. But he was talking to those who are already saved. He was talking about you not settling where you are. That there are deeper rams into Christ. There are deeper rams of the Spirit. And we should always be pressing to know him more. Increasing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I told you, you know, when I see my daddy or my mom, I'm not trying to be a Barton. You know, I was born a Barton. Mm. Daddy, is this good enough for you? Am I a part now? Mm -mm. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. I, I was born a Barton, talking about my, my natural, uh, 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 you know, heritage. I was born a Barton. 
And I found out Barton meant harvest and prosperity. I studied that word. I studied my last name. It means prosperity. Amen. No wonder I'm prospering the way I'm prospering. I'm just walking in what my name means. Oh, my God. So it's not of your own striving, but it is the gift of God. One translation says it's not a result of works. It's not a result of, it's not a result of actions to put a stop to all boasting. To put a stop to all boasting that no man can glory in himself. Lest any man should boast of his works before God and unto men. We cannot come before God and boast in ourselves. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how many righteous deeds you've done. It can never compare to what the righteous one has done for us. God's eternal love or his goodwill towards us is the fountain whence all of his grace and mercies flow to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that love of God is great. And God, the Bible talks about how God is rich in mercy. He's rich. And mercies are new every morning. Every single morning you wake up, you wake up to some new mercies. There are new mercies every time you wake up. New mercies are saying, how can I serve you? You want breakfast in bed? I'll give you breakfast in bed. I'm speaking spiritually. You understanding what I'm saying? Mercy and grace will take care of you. No wonder David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Come on, then he be talk, begins to talk about how surely goodness, goodness, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Come here, goodness. Come here, mercy. I want to show you something. Goodness and mercy is following me. Amen. Stay behind me, goodness and mercy, because I'm going to need you. You get on this side, goodness. I need you to get on this side, mercy, mercy, goodness. Amen. It's following me. Why is goodness and mercy following you? To protect you. And sometimes you get a little tired and you want to fall off, but goodness and mercy will catch you and keep you going. Touch somebody and say, I need this grace message. Thank you, goodness and mercy. You may be seated. Amen. It's God's love. That's why you cannot escape this. There's no way you can make it without the goodness of God. It's a fountain from which all of its grace and all of its mercy flow to us. That grace saves us, frees us. And it's his undeserved goodness and favor that he has chosen to freely give us. Now, what do you have to boast about other than in Jesus? Amen. So that's number one. We're saved by grace. Number two, I'm giving you eight reasons why we need to embrace grace. Number two, we are equipped by grace. We are equipped by grace. Still in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Now, when God saves us, he wants to do a work in us. Okay? He wants to do a work in us. We are his handiwork. Uh, one, one scripture says we are his masterpiece. Glory to God. He, I'm, I'm God's masterpiece. 
He, and he's doing a work in my life. Created, the Amplified says, we are born anew or recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works. Now, we, we understand we're saved now, but we're saved for a work. Okay? We're not just being religious. We understand that by the grace of God, we're saved. Now, through that grace, we can begin to get equipped and start serving God with that grace. We're born anew. We're recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Amplified says that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he had prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life. God's grace upon your life, he wants you to live the good life. The God kind of life. The Zoe life. The life more abundantly. If you are experiencing anything other than that, you need to get in grace. Come on. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He made it ready for us. We didn't even have to prepare it ourselves. We didn't even have to come up with a blueprint. He already came up with the plan. He, he already came up with every purpose, every intent. And he says, all I just need you to do, receive my grace Get saved. You won't get this by not receiving the grace of salvation. And this let me do a work in you so that I can manifest my goodness in your life. And so that you can live the good life that I have destined and prepared for you. Oh, there is a prepared place for a prepared people. I receive that. So we are equipped by grace. Grace has equipped us to do those good works God has planned for us to do. That God, wants you to, God wants to use you in his kingdom. But pastor, I wasn't brought up in church like you. Good. He can use you right where you are. Because that don't work for everybody. <laughs> Amen. He can use you right where you are. You may not know all the protocols of church. Amen. I have a friend back there. I'm not going to call him on the spot, but I'm looking at him. Amen. He, he's been coming, and uh, we, we've been knowing him since, or since maybe way back before, before college. And uh, I'm going to tell on him because he was kind of scared of me coming up. I don't know why he was scared of me. Every now and then I'll read his mail, and uh, he's like, he like, he hang out with Mike, but he want to hang out with me. So anyway, I think for the past year or two, he just started coming more. He started and he heard this, this message of grace. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries.